Well, hello, Chucksters and Chuckettes. Hope you're doing well this week. We are getting, actually, Austin, close to the end of season... I don't know what season three? it is. is it season three? three. Yeah, yeah, we'll be wrapping up in June, but uh, it is May 1st as we are recording this, and it is good to begin turning the corner in spring and heading into allergy season for me. Woo! Yeah. I can almost put it on the calendar, the middle of May. It is a torrential attack mm. upon my senses. It's a little though. earlier for me. Well, I mean, last night, I, I might sound a little bit like it today. Last night I had a headache, I had a, wow. a little bit of a sore throat, I had uh, everything allergy-related. Um, you know, a little cold. You have, it, you have it in the fall, too. I get it worse in the yeah, fall. Yeah, oh. I, get See, it, I have it in one month, May 15th to June 15th. I can almost put it on the calendar. Yeah, I get it pretty quick. It, it, go, leave, it leaves pretty quick in, in spring, but uh, fall is worse, I think, as yeah. I put in the Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, what uh, take us off today? Get us get us launched today on today's. Well, you know, topic. last week we talked about uh, the Avengers, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I I thought, you know, we could just uh, if someone hasn't seen the Avengers, um, you know, dangerous talking about it. Just stop listening now because we'll oh. probably talk about the ending. Oh um, no, we just and, we just and you know, here's something about the ending that I was thinking about uh, for those of you that have seen it. Um, it didn't. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and delivered totally for me. But uh, it wasn't. There was no. If you gave, if honestly, I mean, if, before you had seen it, if someone asked you three guesses at how how they, because everyone knows that how they kill Thanos. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. how they're going to defeat him, how they're going to do it. Time machine. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be one of your guesses. Well, yeah, they yeah. somehow yeah, devise a time machine uh, for uh, Ant Man. I thought it was going to be around Strange, Doctor Strange, and Ant Man. I thought it was going to be around them. Mm-hmm. You know, which you I mean you got that partially, right? yeah. And there are other, you know, little little things like uh, the Iron Man and Black Widow. But uh, once I saw it and it was revealed, I thought, why? What are they keeping under? You know, Thor being fat might be the one thing there. Or keeping mm-hmm. under wraps, which was pretty good, but um, but I I I really had a, a, th- a heavy tear up about four different times in it, and the uh, allergies were getting to yeah you, huh? they were they were but uh, and I mean what you know they they were all they were all good but even one of them was uh, was just the Captain America scene of you know. And his in the final battle there with the, the hammer and everything, um, just t- teared me up. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've done a good job making you love these characters. And mm-hmm. twenty-two films, I think it is now. Well, I don't know. Would you say Pete? Fifty-eight hours of, of movies. Yeah, I think it's twenty-two films. Oh my gosh! In the in the you know mm-hmm. pantheon mm-hmm. of beginning with Iron Man in two thousand and nine, two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, they they've done a good job of drawing you in and making the mm-hmm. characters very dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I don't know what to say that that is not going to spoil it for people. Uh, I'm just assuming the spoil the ones who haven't seen it aren't have stopped listening by now. Okay, okay. So I've, I gave All the right, spoiler you alert first. Chuck's <laughs> if you haven't Chuck seen it, it, you know. And and if you haven't seen it by now, in Austin's estimation, you don't care that much about the movie anyway. 
Ah, I mean, who are you in America if you haven't seen Avengers within the first week? I mean, Did come you on. see it made over a billion dollars? And, <clears throat> and was it uh, Chris Pratt on his he he uh, he texted out or tweeted out that that's approximately a hundred million people who saw the movie. Wow, uh, worldwide, a mm-hmm. hundred million people. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, socialism didn't make that possible. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you right now, socialism didn't make it possible. You know, the whole thing about capitalism made socks possible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Capitalism made socks affordable. You think about all the things now. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, even we couldn't have envisioned 100 million people seeing this movie in one weekend mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, that's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. You know, crazy. I, 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 if I do have one critique for the movie, it was they. I wish they would have brought everyone back a little sooner because you had you bring up Chris Pratt, Black Panther, um, Spider Man. You know, you didn't really get a lot of them mm-hmm. in the movie until. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the last half hour or so. Yeah, it was Iron Man four, and it was Captain America four, or whatever. You know. Yeah. It, it, to a large Which, extent. Which I mean, that's the core, right? Yeah, they they right. kept the core right. Avengers, what gave them the yeah. bulk of the movie: Black Widow, Thor, um, uh, Hawkeye, and all of them. But uh, but the coolest part for me uh, was we talked about at the afterward was uh, the image of of the heavens of same reality, same world, but just the other side of it, the restored side of it. Mm-hmm. And that uh, these, these figures are living in that same reality, but it's, a rest- it's an alternative one of restoration and things uh, set the way they're supposed to be. And I think that was the fourth and final time of, of uh, my tearing up. Tearing up, yeah. But that one was a little bit more um, validated than than just Captain yeah. America wielding a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a uh, surprise. Yeah, yeah. I had one tear-up moment that was pretty significant where I had to I had to fight it to not, you know, Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. you know. I can't remember when it was. Um, you know, it's such a large movie. How, who's left in Hollywood that hasn't been in the Marvel movies? Are you, 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 when you go through Robert Redford... The Revenge Girl. The I mean, when you start looking at these movies, you go, "My gosh, who who's left that hasn't been in these in this series of twenty two films?" Mm-hmm. But then this film alone was so big. There's there's a time for let's 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 go big, mm-hmm. and they went big. It was a big Hollywood film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it better gross a lot of money because it's paying a lot of money out for all those salaries of people who are acting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article yesterday, uh, the, the disappointment of that Captain Marvel wasn't in it very much. Like, they kind of build it up like she's this, but she really wasn't in it very much, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, they kind of did this lame, uh, hey, there are other things going off, going on on other planets, and I'm busy there, which was a way of saying, here's why I'm not in the film very much. And then they had that really forced scene where all the girl power came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that was that was very forced. That was mm-hmm. very very this generation of we're it, living it was, in the girl it was, power. Era. It was nice, but it uh, it took you out of the the, the moment of that battle because you asked, oh, they were all just happened to be in the same spot, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Just so it, it does kind of yeah. they they brought you into re into into our real our real life in that moment, and that's yeah. that was 
that wasn't very fun. There was, there's been a lot of backlash because leading up to the movie, the the producers or the directors said there would be the first openly gay um, character in the Avengers. So people were very excited. And <laughs> that character happened to be an anonymous um, man in the beginning of the movie in a support group. Um, yeah. Uh, crying about his his lost loved ones and so there's been a lot of backlash about that that they they they, the they put it out there that it was going to yeah. be the first openly gay character in avengers and that he happened to have five lines of dialogue of yeah he wasn't on there very much no. it, it seemed very token mm. but I mean, they they have to put those things in there they do but uh the movie was uh was 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 it delivered yeah it really delivered so what i want to do with that is just talk about the restoration of all things, right? The that there's not only a way, you know, when you think about shalom, shalom is the Hebrew understanding that God is setting and will set all things right. There is a right way things should be. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm talking about it a little bit this weekend. The restoration of all things is actually a sign that. God exists, that we know that there's justice that's coming. But this film clearly is the, the, the final enemy to be defeated will be death, Paul wrote. What's the Greek word for death is Thanos. So it just, it's, you know, the whole film is death's dominion, death's power uh, seems unbeatable. And, um, and then, you know, of course, this avenging crew found a way to defeat death. And um, I think that as we talked a little bit last week, all story, C.S. Lewis, I think, originally said this, all story is expressing the yearnings of the human heart that God placed within us, right? So all myths have at their heart these human yearnings that are put there by God. But what does it mean to you? So I know you said that one of the things, and it's true for me too, I love movies, restoration. Like one of my favorite heaven scenes I've ever seen is in the Beauty and the Beast when, you know, the castle, the curse is lifted off the castle. I'm talking about the original cartoon in the early 90s. I still, I love that scene where there's the the be- the curse is is taken off the beast, you know, and he turns into mm-hmm. the... Was it Prince or something? But the house is restored from its dank, dark curse into light. And it's still, you know, Jesus is setting and will set all things right. And why, as you look at Austin McMahon, and you look at a world right now that sometimes seems cursed, it's not, but seems that way. Why did that scene mean so much to you of them seeing the other side of a restored reality? Uh, you mean personally yeah, or yeah, personally faith? Um, and faith. Hmm. Well, it, I don't. It's. Uh, it's pro- I don't know why. It's. It's probably easier to. There's. It's too big of an answer. I think personally. That's why you I get paid the big bucks is to give good know. answers That's to right. big questions like that That's about right. big movies. Well, you and know, big I, realities. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I mean, in the sense of uh, faith is harder to put a really a finger on. I think faith and belief; those two are harder to put a finger on for me than uh, in a given answer of three to four sentences um, than 
one's theology of restoration or eschatology or so because my faith and my belief looks very different than my theology they can they can I think they can overlap sometimes and they cross but they are two different things one's a one is tested through uh, practice and and pressure and 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 whatnot but in the other is a is more an intellectual pilgrimage and so um, the latter I would think um, going to story and why a story with imagery and with dialogue and and all that the story of an event of movies like the Avengers uh, gives one watching it that we don't have uh, the language to understand what's what's going on on the other side of this reality we don't have right we this is part of why there's it's, I, I would and most others would say that allegory and metaphor and and, and all that is is just so woven through the Old Testament is because there's they knew that we didn't we don't really have a language for this right how would but how if, would somebody three thousand years ago explain seeing a helicopter mm-hmm. how would they what how would they, they didn't have language for mm-hmm. rotors so we so they have this right? one, apocalyptic imagery or yeah. eschatological right. imagery of right. Daniel seven and of clouds and of coming right. on the clouds was Jesus literally on a cloud it was I don't but I don't know but that says something that there was there was another reality there that they couldn't they didn't have the language for but stories they they give us they breach that a little bit. So it was, if sin came in through Adam and sin, and that, that gives us a language of, you know, trying to understand, well, if, if, if sin and death came in through, uh, through that act with the serpent, why was the serpent already there? Wasn't he evil? Did God put him there? We don't have the language to understand the, the possibly the jealousy that Lucifer felt for when God said, Hey guys, I'm going to create these beings called <laughs> humans. And you you know, oh, I don't like that. And so we don't have the language for all of that. But if we tell us this story, whether, tr- whether literal or not of, of, of this garden and these, these beings to where the first um, offense happens. Uh, and then we have the timeline up until now of of uh, the hope of setting things right and being restored. Uh, story throughout all that helps us get, helps give us language that we don't have. Um, That's good. That we'll never have to understand really what's hap- what ha- what has happened with evil entering the world. Paul gives his words on that, which. Um, neither help nor hinder. I think they just are mm-hmm. in there. And, um, what is, what, who, who is, how is Satan? What is this adversary? Where are we going? Um, they, we don't have the language for the battle that is happening now. I, I like how N.T. Wright always puts it. He, he talks about heaven as the life after the life after death, which is a, which is a, which is a good way of thinking about again. it. The life after the life after death. And that, well, when someone dies and they're going to be with Christ, but the full heaven and earth kingdom coming hasn't happened just yet. Christ mm-hmm. has not come back. I mean, there's not, this, the, the battle isn't finished yet. So it's when we think about the full restoration and the full merging of the heaven and earth someday, um, he puts it as it's the life after the life after death. And I think that is that, that funeral scene 
Steve Rogers, the old man, that is the life after the life after death. Mm -hmm. And um, there are no more battles. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you, so one of the things that I'm thinking of is you're talking, you know, and and so Paul's writings, he said in 2 Corinthians 1, that the spirit is a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So we have these experiences of the flow of God the reality of God's presence among us and within us that are small deposits of restoration, heaven. Mm. And what for you, this weekend I'm talking about the reasons I believe in God, like one of them is Grater's black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream, and another one is Auschwitz. They're just, I'm going to give six or seven reasons why I believe God exists, um, but, you know, how do you explain goodness? How do you, how do you explain that there didn't have to be black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream? Mm-hmm. Why is there and, and uh, such? What, what are your deposits that there is a restoration coming? Well, I, I, yeah, I think one of them is as sure as you are in Adam, and you are in Christ, and as sure as you are in this physical world, in 1 Corinthians 15, the, that... Um, that's as that's as just that much. As, I mean, we can and we can be pretty sure of as much. We are in Adam with whether with it's with our sin or behavior or with our physical bodies. So we will be in um, in Christ, uh, um, composed of the physical, animated by the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can look at the other way around: animated by the physical, composed of the spiritual. I guess that's a better way of saying it. But um, but uh, what you sow does not grow. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's a different body. Yeah, you know? and I think and what makes like I you told think you, of God has told me I'm going to be a six eleven shooting guard with a forty seven inch vertical leap, and <laughs> the next, then the restoration of all things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I mean, it, I, yeah, I believe uh, it will be a very, a very physical thing, and um, Christ appeared. You know, he wasn't. He, he was yeah. in the flesh, but uh, but yeah, you think when you say that those those deposits, um, I think of. In Adam in Christ, just as we are in Adam, then we'll be in Christ, and um, and so I I look at the miracle of evil. Evilism, I think, is is in is in one sense a miracle that um, when uh, someone does something horrendous like a mass shooting, well, our first reaction beyond just what we our words, but our true reaction. Sane people, I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, you can't. You, I mean, you can't conceive of what it would take for you to go make a decision mm-hmm. consciously. The the tool of reason that the Creator has given you, and one of His deposits, um, uh, in a in a Romans one and two kind of way, to go do that, to go, and that is a miracle of 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 of, of sorts. That is a that is a. To, to a horrendous act, um, but, a, but there's a there's a supernatural inter, intervening with to go and do an act like that, and and as in Adam, and so um, I believe um, in that we can't conceive of, I can't conceive of ever doing something that horrendous, that offensive to nature. Um, and you could say the same for hurting a child or sexual assault or anything. Um, then so that is just as much reason to believe to be in Christ later 
or to have the intervening never of Christ. Have thought of that. I think more along the lines of black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream is <laughs> deposit you're thinking about. <laughs> I was like, man, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. <laughs> well, in, yeah. in the sense of if, if, I mean, there is a law of contrast. There, if yeah. there is this, then there has to be that, or else there wouldn't be this. All things would yeah. just be that. Yeah. All things would just be mass shootings. And if there is such an inconceivable act that we have certainly before us, right. That's a really then there good must be a, an in Christ um, balancing out that scale that people are, it's possible to put mud on someone's eyes and them to be healed. It's possible for something like that to happen. It's possible for a Jew, a hick, a hick Galilean and a Samaritan woman to, to you know, it's, it's possible for goodness yeah. like that to happen. Okay, well, let's go this way. Let's do a deposit showdown. And I'll just give one, you give one, okay? Because you just said something that just spurred a deposit in me. Is that guy, I I listened to him on NPR last year, and then I haven't read the book, but I want to read the book, The Language of Trees, where now scientists know that trees talk. Wow. Okay, that's just so cool. Like in an entish way? Like a, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm pretty sure that story's know. already been written. I don't know. If, no, but they have a language. Trees communicate. Hmm. And, you know, what is it we don't know that we don't know? So that's one deposit. I look at that and I go, that's the point you're making. I'm making it in a much more delightful way than your evil examples, but... It's well, the point you're making, yeah. right? Is that I mean, who who would have conceived? And to that, I would say he would his, he holds the world together by his word, and the, yeah. the the world composed of natural entities like trees mm-hmm. communicate. He holds them together by his ramah, his spoken word. He speaks things into existence, yeah. and as they exist, they are moving and living and breathing, and yeah. in him have his being. So, language of trees. What's a deposit for you? What's another experience that you go, man? That's that's a sign of what's to come. Mm. It's a sign of the restoration that is in process. And I got a little deposit of, of that account. Wow. Uh, yeah. That is, well, I mean, see, I'm really, see, you've been, you've been thinking about this all week to explain it to 6,000 people. And I've yeah, just, I know. And I've just been trying to edit an essay the last <laughs> hour. So I, uh, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know. Okay. I'll give you, okay. I'm going to be up two to the zero okay. here. I just gunny smile. Gunny smile is a deposit. Mm-hmm. That's a deposit, man. That kid, gosh, how God looks at us, mm-hmm. you know, gauge. They, they're, that's a deposit for me. Um, story is a deposit, to your point. Yeah, Let's make yeah. the obvious here that when I see the end of a film like that in this long narrative, it's symbolic of what C.S. Lewis said, that our mythologies which literally our comic book heroes are our modern mythologies, are a reflection of the yearnings that God put within us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when I saw that, it's like, man, it's coming, mm-hmm. it's coming. Mm-hmm. Your redemption draws near, it's closer than you think. Mm-hmm. That's for me as a deposit. Mm-hmm. If I'm not inspired by it for a weekend, I, a lot of times it's art that will, it's a movie that I see on a Friday night, I go, man, I'm ready to go now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If I see the right one, it's a story, and oh, it's yeah. about. Yeah, you know, know. conscience, like, as I noted earlier, Romans one and one and two is certainly mm-hmm. um, is certainly a deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, a psychoanalyst um, can't explain, just as physicists can't explain energy. We can explain how we use it, but we can't explain what it is. We can explain how we use our conscience, but we have no idea what a thought is. Right. I mean, right. just absolutely no idea. We don't. No, it's, it's, and that's why some scientists want to deny it. It's just, 
it's it's there is no conscience there mm-hmm. is no mind it's only a brain mm-hmm. and um I've been doing some reading on that this week based on the moral argument for God, which is part of what I'm getting into this weekend. Mm-hmm. That the presence of conscience, as Paul says in Romans 1 and 2, is, you know, it verifies mm-hmm. the, the existence of God, the restoration of all things. So mm-hmm. um, I think here's another one. Uh, I love your mom was in South Dakota for our cousin Tim's funeral this weekend. And it reminded me when she got in, she got in um, late Sunday night and I was already asleep and she kind of woke me up, you know, this, that I go to prepare a place for you so that when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And I, I just think about, here's a deposit. I love seeing families reunited at airports. Mm-hmm. That's a deposit for me, you know? Yeah. And when you see families just... You know, friends, somebody comes home, that's always a deposit. Somebody made it home safely. And mm-hmm. and just Jesus describes death being like waking up in your house, you, you know, in your father's house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a deposit. Um, spring mm-hmm. is a deposit. Mm-hmm. The renewal from mm-hmm. death. So resurrection's not an anomaly. Actually, resurrection happens all the time. Death mm-hmm. Leads to life, death leads to life, death leads to life. It's in creation, it's all around us. So I'm like 5 0 on you right now. What, you know, uh, well, no, you got one. You did get one. So you got to uh, give us a, another yeah, one. Yeah, well, if you say trees, I'd say, I mean, maybe you could just say nature, but that'd be lazy. But um, oceans, um, I don't know if that's a deposit or not. This this resting power mm-hmm. um, that, that, holds itself to de- together because man has lost his dominion over earth. Um, so the ocean kind of just holds itself intact and does what it needs to to care for itself. Um, it's a living body, yeah. But I think, I just think of, um, I, you know, in near large bodies of water like that, the um, the moments, the, the Gethsemane-like moments that we don't see that we're in Jesus's life where he woke up early and sat by the sea and just listened to the water and, yeah. and where he, he, he wondered and questioned and, and doubted, um, um, could not see beyond the next search for the next prophecy, search for the next, um, place to travel and go. Um, you know, I, so I think just just how many times he, how many hours he spent just sitting next mm-hmm. to water by himself, probably. Yeah. Well, he spent so much time, much time around Galilee, which is an unbelievably peaceful place. It's mm-hmm. crazy how peaceful it is. I would say that's another one for me because when we get into deposit discussions, we start spurring one, and and you know, the reason I've been able to do ministry a long time is not because I'm fit for it, it's because I put a finish line at the end of every season, which for me is June. Mm-hmm. And then take a break, get away, get off the stage, get away from this identity that's a fake identity as far as who you are. And the beach at Hilton Head is a it's a deposit, yeah. you know. Like okay, there's gonna come a day when we'll really reset everything and rest. Um, that, uh, thinking and, of- and, and especially the day that you tapped me on the shoulder and said he's back, 
and you meant LeBron had come back to the Cavaliers. <laughs> that I'll never forget. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm like half asleep. On, I'm, no, I'm asleep on the beach. And I get this jolt on my shoulder. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. <laughs> that, that. LeBron is back. It wasn't Jesus. It was LeBron that was coming back. <laughs> um, the, the next one, coming from oceans and imagining the Jesus sitting by an ocean um, quietly in the dark um, imagination certainly one yeah. without imagination I mean imagination is so impor- important for uh, faith it without is. imagination yeah. um, it, it's just really hard to have a to have a um, uh, what shall I com- compare the kingdom of God to you know I'm just right. it's uh, it's an yeah, an imperative element of faith, imagining, imagining the cosmos, imagining the other side of that reality, imagining the Galilean sitting by the sea, and just mm-hmm. um, and his uh, paradox of emotions, of sadness, of of uh, and, and agony, wanting the world, uh, Jerusalem, to come. To hit, you know, mm-hmm. to follow him, and just all this, you know, the, the the imagination it takes, and but the imagination that we have, um, that is put on display through uh, some some really great stories, some really great literature, really great film, that uh, that paints the picture. I mean, you know, C.S. Lewis and you know things like Narnia, worlds like that, uh, the Great Divorce, um, yeah, and. Uh, so if I told you today, hey, today's the day you need to experience a deposit, because we don't have to just wait for deposits to happen of the restoration. We mm-hmm. can actually pursue things in our life that allow us to kind of, let me, let, me, let me sit in an experience of the, what's to come. If I said to you today, hey, man, it sounds like today you need a deposit experience, what would you choose? Mm. Uh, if I was healthy, I would run. That's probably what I would yeah, do. Yeah, okay. You have knee problems. But right I have now. knee problems and I can't run right now. So that would that would be it. Um, yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I... Well, your bar is a lot lower than mine. I'd be taking a flight to Augusta National Golf Club. Well, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I didn't know there were money yeah. constraints. I thought, I thought it was like, with your $82 in your checking account, what would you do right now? I don't know. Go on a run. I was thinking bigger than that. But okay, let's go within our, um, our life here in South Dayton, Ohio. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Let's I, go you there, know, I you don't know. like having, I don't really, I don't think about having fun that much. And I don't, it's never really a priority of mine to have fun. I like watching my wife and son having fun. I really yeah. do. I don't, yeah. I don't, I would rather watch them have fun and just watch them cool. than do something um, fun. Um, so I would, so that, so if it was by myself, I'd, it would be running. Um if it was uh, with my family, it would be just watching them do That's something cool. they're having fun doing. Which is very heavenly, right? You know, that mm-hmm. the restoration of all things will not be just our indulgence with 72 virgins. You know, that picture. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a place where his servants will serve him. Mm-hmm. We're going to be productive. It's not going to be this retirement we get bored. Mm-hmm. It's we're going to have purpose and learning and growing and, and all mm-hmm. things. So, 
That's the uh, that's that that book I'm reading right now, Conform to the Image of His Son, and that's and that it, it seems like it, based on the introduction, kind of goes that way. As I mm-hmm. shared that quote with you, the that it's that glorification is not just this thing from salvation, but it's it is our vocation being in Christ here and on the other side of things yeah. the, our, our, it'll be, the glorification will be our vocation it'll be our job in the mm-hmm. sense of so cool to of think of that dominion in the sense of mm-hmm. our Christ likeness so yeah. yeah well today the lesson is go do a deposit you know do do something that says okay yeah here's a taste of that which is to come here's a taste it's always good to do that every day you know even even like you said for me, you know, I go quiet and I go dark and I, I'm sitting on a beach mm-hmm. and uh, whatever it is, do a deposit and know that you're, you know, it's just a reminder that you're closer to the shore than you think, probably, and uh, your redemption draws near. I hope today was helpful because sometimes we need those reminders in the middle of our race, in the middle of our fight in the middle of our journey that we need a reminder that you know, there's a shore coming <laughs> and in which all things are made right. And that's exciting. I believe in that. We'll talk about it this weekend at Southbrook somewhat. And um, we probably ought to give away gift gift certificates to graders to get black raspberry chocolate chip. That's not fair to talk get about a cup that. get for the Avengers, too. Yes, absolutely. We've gotten two weeks worth of I know. content. I know. That. That's right. So until next time. That's Austin Charles. I'm Charles Braxton. We'll see you on Chucked.